Friends, what's up? Welcome to the Deconstruction Zone. Uh, Emily, you and I, were here. We're here. We're here, but it's going to look a little different now. We're going to try kind of a new vibe. You got, I mean, strap in, honestly. Strap in. It's going to be wildly different. Uh, so before we get into that, I do want to give like just a couple. We don't always do like announcements, things that are like, going on in the podcast, but I do want to give a couple of those. First being uh, people know, hopefully, that we have a Patreon. Uh, so we just went to Ohio. We'll talk about that a little bit. We did this thing at uh, Mount Union University, live podcast, one voice uh, speaker series for them. Super cool. But we had some extra content that you can find in our Patreon behind the zone podcast. Yeah. So like for anyone that's looking to find that, I think I'm going to try to put that in the episode notes. And but can I say it gets kind of juicy? It gets juicy. It's so here, like, I don't think we lie or pull any punches. No. I, I won't say, I don't even say, I don't think we lie. We don't lie. We do not lie. But there is, like, a little bit more of a vibe of what's going on, not just in deconstruction, but, like, in our whole lives. Would you say that's probably right? Yeah. And I, I do think, like, there's something, I mean, we say all the time, like, well, as long as this is behind a paywall, like, <laughs> it just feels a little more, like, there's some buy-in until we kind of are a little more, not more honest, but, like, more vulnerable, maybe. Yeah. It costs $5 a month to hear Emily's deepest, deepest darkest secrets. <laughs> and just hear about my personal life. Here, so It's a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> so, so we have uh, – so that's happening. Uh, we just did this event. Also, if you like work at a university, go to university. We would love to come out and do it again. I thought that was a ton of fun. It was a blast. You did about 10 minutes of comedy. Dustin did 10 minutes of comedy. I did a short talk. And we did a live podcast and just yeah. hung out with people afterwards. Like I thought it was super fun. And can I just say, like, that was Dustin's third time doing stand-up, and he, like, crushed it. Yeah. I So, uh, Netflix, also, if you're watching, like, <laughs> call up Dustin. The human Netflix, if you're watching, <laughs> call us up right now. <laughs> so, I thought that was super fun. I also say, uh, we haven't pushed this a ton, but yeah. merch, like, yes. uh, our Teespring account, you can also find our link tree. I for kind of forgot about it, but we hopped on the plane to go to Ohio, uh-huh. and you had... One of my favorite designs I made for the yeah, deconstruction. Zone. I, love I, like, it. I forgot that I made that, and I was like, "That's a dope sweater." You're like, "It's ours." <laughs> I loved it. I know, and it, it's yeah, it's blue, so it kind of gives me deconstruction zone vibes. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Why do you think blue is deconstruction? Because that's the our logo color. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was about to be really deep. Like, it um, makes me so sad. I thought you meant like deconstruction. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you now. Okay, okay. sorry. So but get our merch. It's like really. There's a lot of really cute stuff. There's some cool stuff in there. So. Yeah. Uh, but so we're going to try to do things a little different, like mm-hmm. not because like we feel like you haven't like fully deconstructed, you haven't reconstructed. It has our shift has nothing to do with like where you are in the process, but like trying to continue to keep content interesting. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of break up every episode into first off what we've always done, which is kind of like a check in with you, uh, the <laughs> Emily check in. Uh, what's going on kind of have some conversations yeah also we get a lot of messages like we're getting more and more uh of email of instagram a lot of tiktok stuff so we want to do like a little bit of like just kind of the dm section like what are people having to say to us that kind of thing and then uh not only like christian stuff and deconstruction stuff though i think that's going to be fun but like recommend like what what are you consuming right now and it might be like comedy it might be a book. Ooh, yeah. It might be whatever. But just like a chance to be like, here's what we're consuming. Um, 
and we think it might be helpful for you, even if it's just to like laugh or if it's to learn. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in that because I do think we talk a lot about how deconstruction can be exhausting. And so yeah. I listened to our last episode about whole assing your spirituality yeah. and i just kept being like i'm just so tired and i was like listening to that and i was like yeah we also like need breaks and yeah. to enjoy things and so i'm excited for all three of those i love that sections. so before we get into like the emily check-in yeah uh i do want to say let's do an ohio check-in like how okay. we just got back the episode will have already come out but you and i are recording before that's come out but we like <gasps> landed we're act- we act- we're actually in the airport right now not in the airport <laughs> but landed... we do lie on this podcast all the time <laughs> turns out we do now <laughs> but we got back uh feels like not long ago like yeah. i feel like we all like that was a lot of time together for the three of us uh i thought it was fun i had did you, were you sick of us i was not well we can get into my side of things later because <laughs> you just sighed really loud <laughs> that but, was a lot of time with you guys <laughs> but how uh how, how, how did you feel like it went like yeah. both in terms of the content but also just like the time to hang out and like even you had more conversations i feel like with people afterwards than i did yeah. um so just like give a little synopsis like how'd you think it went i mean that i had the most conversations because i'm objectively the most charming of mm, the three of us that's true so they were like don't talk to these guys yeah. anyway yeah, i kept trying to talk to people they kept running away <laughs> <laughs> just go eat the chicken nuggets or something <laughs> anyway they did have a pretty good spread i will Bro. say like there uh, it was all from i talked to tim tim morrison shout out he's the chaplain at uh, the university of mount union really cool guy like he chauffeured us from the airport took us back like he just hung out with us we had a few meals with him it was so fun he said that was all from their cafeteria i was like i did not eat that good from my cafeteria oh my god that was was that's amazing it was good um but yeah i had a really good time i think one this is uh, this is kind of like weird to say but it was kind of fun feeling like a celebrity for a few days (laughs) like i i felt like we felt just like the biggest deals and like our podcast isn't that big like you know like we're getting some traction and stuff but it's like i felt like i was like yeah we're here guys like i thought everyone was gonna stop us like should you tell people how you felt when you ran into the the sandwich board sign with our poster on it But then, but I didn't play it cool, like at all. Like I wasn't like I wasn't like, yeah, you should have asked us here. (laughs) I saw the sign and I was like, oh my god, it's a sign with our name on it. And he was like, yeah, I made that a while ago. And and Dustin was like, you have to chill out. (laughs) He was like, play cool. So that was a fun. It made me feel very special. If that's kind of a vain answer, but um, but I also really enjoyed like getting to talk to Tim and getting to talk to people, especially. We didn't really think of this topic until we got there, I feel like, but we decided to talk about college life and deconstruction. And I was really glad that we talked about that because, one, obviously it was very relatable to most of the people that were there because it was mostly college students. But also it just helped me be reflective and then them coming up and be like, I kind of want to go to the bar after this. And I was like, freaking go. (laughs) Which I don't know if that's the most helpful thing I could have said, but... It was interesting to just kind of navigate very real world. Like, they're like, I take my faith seriously, but sometimes I feel very, like, confined by religion. Yeah, I, so I had pretty much planned out what I was going to say, and and I mostly stuck to it, but I kind of had an idea of what we were going to do podcast-wise, and I loved, and it really was, like, maybe an hour and a half beforehand, you were like, we should talk about this. And I thought it was the most engaging to the group, and, uh... And if you just listen to it, like at the end of it, a girl asked, like, 
something to the effect of like, hey, I pretty much want to party, but I want to be a Christian too, was kind of what I thought, like, like the crux of the question. Uh, to your answer, your answer was savage, but... I thought it was lovely. I thought it was lovely. But I was like, I think nothing sums up the Christian college experience more than like, because essentially what she was saying was like, I want to be a human. Like, yeah. I want to be fun. I want to be like all my friends at Mizzou or Ohio State for them or whatever, right? Uh-huh. But I also like want to love Jesus. And like, if I do one, one group kicks me out. And if I do the other, the other group kicks me out. And I was like, that was like, the she displayed the tension in a question better than anyone that and we had a lot of good questions was that when i was like yeah like i get that because i felt that in college too like how am i not a nerdy christian also i have not hypocritical christian like i thought it was great and i on the other hand in college lived like both extremes and so it was interesting yeah. to talk about that because i was like no partying ever oh my gosh have you heard about the one frat party i went to I this is so. important i think now's the time to this say this is it um I went to one frat party uh, my first weekend of college, and then afterward, I was like, "That was a sin." Like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I drank. I did drink underage. So, can I say that on the podcast? It's fine. And the, but I was going around shaking people's hands. Like I was like, "Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you." Like, what's your major? Like, I was just trying to. I thought it was just like a social it was gathering like a networking event for you. And it was, and people are like just passed out on the floor <laughs> from just having vodka and Powerade and like drinking beer pong or doing beer pong, playing beer pong. So I'm super cool. <laughs> yeah, I think they play it. <laughs> yeah, drinking beer pong. But I was like, so this is like not my scene. Everyone's like, why are you trying to like? I was like, so what's like your dream? And they were like, why are you asking me this <laughs> like, at the party? Anyway. So we did this. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Like, uh, and again, I think we hope to do it again. Like hearing, I thought the podcast format was really cool. I loved getting a chance to like share like a little bit and like talk more about deconstruction. I think oftentimes you don't have like spaces that get to like reclaim the goodness Mm -hmm. of that. Um, But also I was telling anyone at home, I thought the comedy was like, it wasn't the most spiritual part of it, but it was the most, like, I think the students and the adults like people in the room that were like they were ready to hear something like they were disarmed in a way that maybe they wouldn't have oftentimes you just like hey here's this event and we're going in and it was like let's hear some jokes like (laughs) i told Andy, i was like i've never i've I've never like preceded the talk about anything spiritual where no less than 15 minutes earlier someone talked about their tits (laughs) I was like, I was, I just like, it's just not something I've ever done before. Yeah. But I'm like, the people, even there was a like, she had to be 75, yeah. And I assume her husband in the wheelchair, like they were jamming on it. Um, yeah, until so I ended with a wheelchair. Joke. You did end with a wheelchair joke, but that's my closer, man. Put your closer. Your fault. You're in a wheelchair. I didn't mean that's not funny. Um, well, be a better comedian. So, <laughs> so, so that was fun. We, I also just had a really fun time with you and Dustin. Like yeah, I just like cool. there was so much that we didn't get recorded that just I just like loved the conversation with you guys. And I'm just super thankful for you. Yeah, I know we set out to like we're gonna record all of this and like we had some of the best conversation mm-hmm. and just we should have had lav mics on the whole time. Yeah, uh, except for on the plane when uh, this wouldn't make anywhere. <laughs> but on the plane we get on and like we're just yucking it up. We're talking. And we didn't rec- we didn't put it's mi- eight a.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's jazzed. eight. A- we didn't put mics on because it was so loud. Mm-hmm. And I look over like I'm in the middle seat. <laughs> By the way, they said no one is allowed to sit in the middle seat, and these two made me be the only person on a plane of hundreds of people to sit in the middle seat. 
And I'm like not a huge rule follower, but I was freaking out. He looked like he was in timeout or something. Like yeah, I didn't very, feel good about yeah. it. But I look forward through the chair <laughs> and I see this woman. And like, you know, like people that are a little older, like they're like, we're going to make the, the text size <laughs> as big as possible. So I'm like, I can read this thing from 100 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I hate sitting in front of loud talkers <laughs> on airplanes. And I'm like, I'm pretty sanctified. I feel like pretty. And I was like, me too. Like out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We didn't know what he was like. What are you guys talking about? And then I said something else a little more snarky, but it made. And then it was like weird the rest of the flight. But we got no episodes. But we had a lot of really good conversation. Like I thought the whole time, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was cool. So, um, so that's our Ohio check in. Ohio. But Emily, Danny, life, faith, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, relationships. Yeah. Whatever. It's time for our Emily check-in. You want to get in. the four one one? Is that Ooh. what that is? Is that what we're gonna call that? I don't know. What's our? How we doing? Like in across the board? Yeah. How we doing? You know, honestly, it's been a week at school. I just <laughs> we don't need to get into this, but it was just the kid. I mean, the kids just haven't been showing up to school, so that just like sucks. Honestly, okay. so that's just like you know, kind of just makes me sad. Um. Other things to know about me right now? I don't know. Um, recently, I guess I recently went through a breakup, and but actually, like classic, <laughs> classic Emily. Am I right? <laughs> um, and obviously that was like really hard and working through it, and really appreciated like talking to you two about it in Ohio and things like that. But at the same time, like in a lot of ways, I feel like I am all of a sudden kind of I have some of my like margin or bandwidth back Mm. to like process these things with a little more energy instead of being like i don't know (laughs) because i was like overwhelmed like there was a lot going on and so without like getting too much into it like i (laughs) my time a lot of my time was taken from that and so it's like it's been sad and grieving it and like wrestling with god and that but at the same time like it's also just been cool to kind of like rehab energy to like yeah. right and think about things and so it's i think it's been i mean it's been sad but like overall i'm thankful that it happened yeah can i say yeah. like based on having energy like can i ask you a question absolutely so you for the first time in, in months were back at the well what was yeah. that experience like for you um well i really wanted to and it was our last sunday at the well or at, at good um, news mm-hmm. for the well so like we're leaving good news brewing company and you but you haven't been back since you preached and so like and i knew you had already told me you were coming back but to see you walk through the door was like it was so wonderful like i saw so many people like just so happy to see you yeah but for you like what was that whole experience like i mean it was a great experience like i don't i'm not i'm not quite where i would say like i'm like i'm back for good bitches but like you know like like, but i (laughs) um but it was a really like it was a very good experience, like so sweet that everyone just was like so excited to see me and hugged me and wanted to know how I was. And it just like just reminded me how like loved I am in that space. Yeah. Um, but also I just I really wanted to be there because like that the well means so much to me. But also like I just feel like the marking of a location did kind of mark the end of a specific season. Sure. And it's a season that like was so powerful and impactful to me as like that's the first place I ever preached a sermon. Like, it's the only place I ever preached a sermon. Yeah. But, um, like, like those are, like, huge moments. And yeah. I just wanted – I just really was, like, I want to go there. I want to, like, honor this this season and this place. And it was it was a really good experience. Like, it just – it was good to be there. And I feel like the community aspect was there. 
like orthodoxy wise, I think I was like, I'm still not sure, but it's cool. Yeah. You know? Can I ask you like what was did you have like one moment where like this was the best part of it? Oh. Um Best part of it. I just like I don't really have one moment, I think, but it's just like I felt like everyone was talking to me as if I never like left. Mm. Other than cool. like we are like we're happy to see you again. Like we missed you. Other than the where the hell have you been part of it. <laughs> but I just felt like very like it just felt like we picked up where we left off in cool. a sense. That's not a super specific moment, but that was just like a really special feeling, I would say. Does that make sense? No, it's great. Yeah. Do you think because I think there's a lot of people that are in deconstruction that like like i'd love to go back to and maybe they didn't have the same experience right like us right but like want to step back into a church was there anything that's hard hard about it like the message songs just the space like was there anything that was like you didn't expect to evoke great a negative emotion maybe um nothing evoked a negative emotion like there were i would say like with some of the songs or whatever like i was just like oh i'm not sure i'm like 100 percent getting on board with this but like I very much believe that, like, worship is a space where you don't have to, like, agree with all the words. It's a place where you can ponder who God is. And, like, and so, like, that was, like, fun. Like, I wasn't, like, oh, my God. I wasn't, like, triggered. But, um, (laughs) but, like, and the well is pretty not triggering place. Like, if you're going to go back to church, like, I feel like that would be a place place to go. go. Um, But also. I'm going to put that on our website. (laughs) If there was any place to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Take some shots and sit down. Um, <laughs> um, and I would say the other, I think the hard stuff was stuff that I, it was things that I assumed other people were thinking about me mm. and not things that were actually real. And I think that's really important because I was like on my way there and I was like, oh my God, people are going to be like, and you went out, did you all go with Austin and Aaron? Like you guys were rode together. Mm-hmm, we rode yeah. together. Um, it's a long drive. Like you have a lot of time to think about like, did you get more nervous the closer you got? Um, no, I was like, it was kind of like sweet. Like I like, we were doing the drive and I was like, I haven't done this drive in a while. Like I remember yeah, this drive yeah. every Sunday. Um, it was overall like a very, and I'm not saying every like person time, first time back at church is like of a course. positive experience, but yeah. overall it was really positive. I think I just worried that people would be like, where the hell were you? Or like, I was very, I can't believe I'm just going to, uh, like, I was very worried that people are going to be like, well, now she broke out with her boyfriend and now she's like back with God. Like, I was sure, like, yeah. I think, like, I've really been struggling with feeling like that's people's perception. And it's like, hmm. that's int- I wouldn't even make that connection, but really? I, I can get that. Like, I like, I really, it's like, I was like, is this too soon to come back? Like, do I need to wait longer just to like prove that it's not because of that? Like, hmm. because, and I don't, but that's just my own stuff that I'm wrestling through. And yeah. I. And I know my own experience and I know like how much that plays a part and how much that doesn't. But I just was because it's always the worst when someone like completely checks out when they start dating someone and then they break up and then they're like, what's up? everybody?" And I don't want to be that person. I do get that. But you also you left and not in a negative way, but you pulled back prior to. Yes, I did. I did. It just was. The timing matched up in a way that I was like, I just feel like this could be perceived some type of way. But no one said that or thought anything of it. Yeah. it was That was just my own stuff. That's interesting. This Easter, I was preaching about how everyone should go back to church after they break up with their boyfriends. But uh, <laughs> scrap that's, music. music. <laughs> that's, um, that's what Jesus' resurrection is about? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, so... As far as like just checking in with you, like are yeah. there any other like 
I don't like. I mean, yeah, because I feel like our and what we're trying to do now is like we're trying to kind of condense this section is essentially what every episode has been thus far, which is an mm-hmm. Emily check in. Um, so any, I mean, we'll talk about a few more things in the next couple of like bits we'll go through, but like, is there anything that like just big rock that's being moved or thing inside you? Like, I want to chat about this, like stuff in your deconstructions going on. Um, I'm not, I'm gonna say no. I feel like that was like a good solid cool check in of what it was and i think we might things might come up as we talk through other things but yeah yeah okay so the next thing that we want to try to do and i think at some point we'll have like cool like we might like have something like pop on the screen like do 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 email corner yeah something like that um uh, <laughs> dustin says no <laughs> but uh we want to just sing it every time we want to do some level of like uh, emails, DMs, like something mm-hmm. to like, we get so much content and, and it, com- it kind of comes in, it goes, right? So sometimes we get like just a ton of messages and then other times it's like they pause, right? Yeah. But we have this huge backlog of both audio mm-hmm. messages, which if you like go to our anchor.fm slash deconstruction zone pod or deconstruction, one of the two, you'll see like a, a button on there for doing voice messages. Like shoot us a voice message. Like we get a ton of those and love them. Also our Instagram is the best place to to shoot us stuff. Obviously yeah. email to deconstructionzonepod at gmail.com. Uh it is really, really great. But uh we want to make a point to like maybe one to three a week just like dive into. Yeah. So- I also I just feel the need to say this right now. I also get a lot of personal DMs and I sometimes get it responding and sometimes not, but know that like I value them when I get them. But I my toxic trait is if I open something then I'm just then it's like out of my brain forever. Exactly. So, but just don't take that personally. Actually, this is, uh, no, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but someone messaged me. Uh, it was someone who was really pumped about the church being inclusive yeah. uh, at the well. And I didn't respond fast enough. And I've never got so much hate and anger. Like just, just out of control, like blew my mind. And I responded and I was like, hey man, like, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> And they blocked me before oh, I could ever respond God. back because I didn't respond back. And like, and it was like a couple hours, but uh, that's cautionary tale to know we read them and we want to get back to them. Yeah. But uh, it's maybe not in the next. But sometimes minutes. the stars <laughs> have other things going on. All right, man. You went to Ohio once. You got to chill out. <laughs> you got to chill out with this. Um, but so we got a message uh, from, I'm going to say from Patrick. I don't want to. Yeah. He said it was okay to share it, but I don't want to give his full name. But he lives in Georgia and kind of going through some deconstruction stuff and shares a lot of his different story. But I wanted to share like this part. He said, the big thing that made things come crashing down for me uh, was the continued hate and bigotry that kept surfacing as Christian love. Mm. Uh, I also, during this time, came to terms with being bisexual and being genderqueer, the lack of acceptance within the Christian church was really a catalyst for me and my wife choosing to take a step back from the church and from that community. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, there's a couple of, I mean, we could go a lot of different ways with that, but maybe like just kind of initial thoughts as you hear that, like from Patrick, like what initially pops into your mind, like just hearing that message. Initial thoughts is uh, the idea of like Christian love being hate and bigotry. I think that line really stood out to me because I was, I had, um, 
I hung out with my friend the other day and it was a great conversation, but she said something. She was like, you know, like, I just feel like the main thing Jesus did was like love people and like attune to people. And he was like, and she was like, but now that sounds like I'm being, she was like, but that can lead to progressive Christianity. And I was like, man, don't do that. I was like, I didn't say that, but I do think there is this false sense of if it, and we've said this before, but like, if it's not harsh enough and if it doesn't like Mm -hmm. hurt you enough, then it's probably not challenging and it's probably not the gospel. When in reality, like, Mm. I do think love sometimes includes saying hard things. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, Jesus says hard things to people. Like, at, like he told the freaking rich young ruler to, like, sell all of his stuff. Like, that's not, like, a chill thing to say. Yeah, he also told people don't sin anymore, which is hard. Like, so he's calling yeah. out the things they did, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But he also says, right? What do you say? Like, my yoke neither... is easy and my burden. Oh, neither do I condemn you. Yeah. yeah. But we actually, we, did we talk about this in Ohio? Finish each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> Did we talk about this in Ohio? The burden, the yoke. We like recently talked. We talked about it. it on the whole asking spirituality episode. Oh yeah. All right then. Screw that. Like we're yeah. with it. But yeah. but I do never think talk it, about it again. I think it's interesting, right? Like both sides of that. Like yeah, calling truth out is not unloving. The way we do it can be unloving, but also yeah, I think there's such an interesting like dynamic to be like Jesus wasn't like this is gonna suck. He didn't say you weren't going to have suffering. He didn't right. say that things weren't going to be hard. But he didn't say the Jesus side of it was going to be hard. And I think we're – I so I worked at a church in Portland. And they – there was a song they used to sing, I guess. And I, you may know it. It's like you'll, they'll know we're Christians by our love. It's like an, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard it before. But, they will know we are Christians by our love. Yeah, so that was a song. Uh, and, we have like a clap sound um, soundtrack after that. <laughs> Uh, and they like would talk about how that was triggering for a lot of people because people would be like they would use this phrase I'm speaking truth and love to you and there was no love in it right and there was probably not even 100% truth in it Mm. and I think so when I hear Patrick's story it's like yeah I get that like people being like I'm going to call out this thing and it's just out of love brother and it's like no what you're trying to do is you're trying to like get me to get into your camp but also, it's like if I was like beating my wife, right? Then you speak truth to me, and like absolutely, there's legit sins and mm-hmm. like legit things that need to be spoken to with truth. And I think that's I think the hardest thing in this whole conversation is the conservative and progressive Christians are looking at a different set of rules, and so like we argue over like, well, I'm speaking truth and love, and it's just like we're having different conversations, you know? Like yeah, and it's like well that truth that you like think like well this is for sure like people read the bible different ways on things like that and like i just, i also as i was thinking about it too i feel like you've sometimes gotten the critique of like i remember our friend aaron was like do you have a gay brother or something <laughs> yeah he aaron's fine he, they're both fine they're like you got to stop like talking about this on tiktok they're like we're gay and we get it like talk about something else on tiktok but what I want to say is, like, it's experiences like that, like Patrick's, in my opinion, that makes it somewhat of a necessity to be so vocal about, like, such a specific issue, like LGBTQ inclusion, because so many people have, like, gotten the, what do you call it? Bait and switch. Yeah. Um, or just the blatant, like, who you are is bad. And <coughs> so I think, like, I know some people are like, you overemphasize it, but I just, I think it's important to emphasize because... It really hurts people, yeah. and it's something people assume 
going into a church space that like if they're gay they're not accepted yeah and i think like the overcorrection isn't bad right like yeah. i think we have to overcorrect if our but if our life is all the overcorrect then i think that becomes the issue right like if it's Absolutely. all we've like just we've gone so far the other direction yeah and that's the tension i always hold as a pastor is like because i do think we're so much more in the middle but uh-huh. i like i've like to your point like i have to go really far to like try to reclaim some of this mm. stuff um but like i also like i don't only care about the lgbtq right. issue but i just know that like i have a lot of friends in that community that are hurt mm-hmm. and personally don't believe it's a sin yeah like and so i have to communicate at a higher level than i maybe would about a normal thing well because um, even i feel like how much that you communicate it i feel like there are still tiktok comments that are like don't fall for the trap like and so like yeah so, all the time so you can say it's an overcorrection, but it's still like, I mean, it's work to convince anyone that any church could be accepting of that issue. Yeah. Which I don't know if this is actually Patrick's question. Was it a question? Well, I think his, so his was more, so it wasn't really a question. I just kind of want to share his thing. Yeah. But I think to your thing of walking down the, the truth and love thing, I think is the most like interesting thing for a lot of people. Cause I think people going through deconstruction are wrestling with that. Like, mm. um, yeah. Like whether it's sexuality, whether it's whatever that it might be, like there there's that side of it. Also, they said another thing of it was the the bigotry side of it, like yeah. not just towards uh, himself, but towards other people. Like, and this is I'm reading a little bit of subtext into this, but like whether it's gender inequality or racism or any of those things, like I know a lot of people that have walked away from the church because they've been like, uh, well, George Floyd was murdered, and the church was like. Yeah, was coming to him or whatever. Like, I mean, that'd be a pretty intense take for a church to make. But like, there have been churches that have made pretty hard stances yeah. on like racial things um, that seem to not be. They shouldn't be conversation starters. They should be like, we like I like how are we not all in agreement on like the fact that this was unjust, right? right? And, and so there's a lot of people I think that have left the church because of that kind of stuff too. Well, and that's something that's very frustrating. And I'm, I'm sure you feel this frustration too. But it's like. I feel like both sides are cr- criticized for like over politicizing the church, but sometimes, and this, I get that this is like maybe a biased opinion, but to me, it's like a lot of the stuff that like progressive Christianity is fighting for for the inclusion. I mean, I don't think it should be political. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. I also think there's a line between over politicizing and under politicizing. Like Ooh. I think that there has to be like some level of like there's tension in this. Like I would never come up and be like, vote for X candidate right. or be this party. Um one of the things I love about the well is we have people across the board on, mm. on parties and candidates. So I love that. But like I think the idea that like Jesus wasn't political would be a misrepresentation. He wasn't uh I don't know if he was partisan, but I, I think he was political. I have a great line for you that I heard in a sermon. Um, was it my sermon? No. Don't want to hear it. It was a great line, so, so I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good burn, that was good. That like almost passed. It was good, was and really then good. I was like, was um, <laughs> but the line is, Jesus um, refuses political simplicity, but he also refuses political complacency. That's pretty much what I said, right? <laughs> yeah i'm just saying it's a secret yeah, yeah, yeah. um no i think that's really really good like yeah. uh, and things are more complex right and like, Absolutely. but they're also more inter like they're intertwined they're not simple like i think all of that i think all that's true yeah so i think we fixed 
Patrick's issue. I don't know if it's his issue, but I will say, so for us, like kind of moving forward in these episodes, like Uh I would say reach out to us on Instagram, uh, shoot us an email uh, at deconstructionzonepod at gmail.com. If it's not that, I'm sure Dustin will put the real email on the screen. Uh, Also, I didn't say this earlier. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on YouTube. The video is killer. Like if you don't watch the YouTube, you're missing out. Yeah. I don't think I'm subscribed. I'll subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube. <laughs> but if you're not, I think subscribe to it. Uh, for no other reason other than like, I think it's kind of interesting. I've said this before. Like I have a lot of podcasts I watch and I'm like, who the hell is sitting down to watch a two hour episode on YouTube? Uh-huh. And ours are 30 ish. This one's going to yeah. be a little longer. But I found a podcast I finally love, like that love, love. And they're an hour and 50 minutes almost every time. And I can't stop watching it yeah and not to say this is that but like if you're like interested (laughs) but if this is that watch but i think there is something interesting about like the dynamic of it and Mm -hmm. so like if you don't subscribe follow the youtube please do uh because it's just interesting content also helps other people find it like the more people that connect in those sorts of ways we have like almost 600 people on kind of a rotating thing that watch on the or listen to the audio Uh and so it's like we would love to have that on the youtubes as well i will tell you we were recently mentioned on another podcast were we um is my students podcast uh it's called real talk i like and that. where they get high and talk about things i love it. <laughs> and he goes mizelle i totally dissed your podcast on my podcast because she he dissed it yeah he dissed it he hasn't really watched it but it comes up on my screen if they go to youtube <laughs> because like i'm it's logged in as me and so it'll like pop up yeah. <laughs> and the one was like is emily's is emily an atheist <laughs> and now it's like a running joke in my class they'll be like is emily an atheist and i'm just like shut up everybody but That's he true. he was like he was like he was like, yeah, on my podcast, I was like, the deconstruction zone, you know, F the deconstruction zone. Like just, and I was like, what is your problem with it? And he was like, I don't know. I just needed to diss something. So don't listen to the Real Talk podcast. <laughs> it has not been published yet. Uh, I love that. I love that. You just <laughs> destroyed a 16-year-old's dreams. Uh, I mean, yeah, listen to it. It might be interesting. But um, anyway. All right. So ending up uh, – we want to do recommendations, yeah. like things like we're reading, watching, listening to, things that are funny, formative, or just like some, a break from real life right. or whatever. And so um, I'll start. Yes. I don't know if you have anything, but I – so when I was in college, uh, I read this book. It was called A New Kind of Christian by Brian McLaren. Uh-huh. And I just went to a conference, like a progressive Christian conference, Ooh. Maybe like a month ago, and I saw he was one of the speakers. Like, oh, not only is this guy still alive, but he's still relevant. Uh, I was blown away. Yeah, because I read this guy a long mm-hmm. time ago, and not only did he crush it, because you got one of his books when we were in Ohio. Actually, that was the he wrote oh, the book. Should you I got. say Christian? Yeah. So that's he oh, wrote that book. Okay. You should read it. <clears throat> but um, it so a new kind of I just like restart it. So I'm only like okay. a chapter into it again. Yeah. But I'm like interested about like when I read it, it was so provocative mm. and it was like on this cutting edge of kind of what we would have called postmodernism or, or whatever. And, yeah. um, the emerging church, like that kind of stuff. And I, I just remember being like, this is interesting. And so I'm interested to read it. I, th- I want to see if like some extra stuff comes into this as we talk about it, as I kind of think back to 
essentially where I was when I was not far from your age uh, mm. and to kind of unpack some of that. So a new kind of Christian, Brian McLaren, I'm reading it. I would recommend it though. Anyone that's looking for a good book to read, it's a little older, but I loved it the first time I read it. I think I'm going to like it the first, like second time I go back around on it. So were we just giving one recommendation? I only have one. Okay. Can I have two? Um, Second recommendation, if you haven't ever watched The Haunting at Hill House, you should watch that. I haven't watched it. It's the greatest TV show ever made. Okay. Uh, it's part of kind of, an anthology might be the wrong word, but it's like kind of like American Horror Story. Okay. And then it's like they have all these different series, but Haunting at Hill House, Haunting at Bly Manor, they're the same actors and creator, greatest show ever made. And I would say Haunting at Hill House, the greatest story in a horror format of the gospel ever made. Love it. I ball every time. And now when I watch the first episode, knowing how it ends, I can't cry like stop crying almost every Aww. episode. It's so good. And it has no it's not religious at all. Yeah. But it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I ever love made. That. So my now Thank I felt you. bad only had one. Yeah, so yeah. that's my second. Haunting Hill House, everyone should watch that show. It's so good. Okay. Um my book recommendation is one that I read a few years ago, but I thought <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to say it and then talk about it. It's called Ella Minnow P. Savage. Like yeah, him. like Ella, like the name. It's like a yeah. woman's name. And it's about this society where they like, the guy like <coughs> invented the alphabet or something. Or not the alphabet, but like the alphabet sentence that has all the letters. Like sure. the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. And then the letters start falling and they start outlawing using those letters. And so the whole novel is them is people writing letters to each other. But then all of a sudden, like, they can't use Q. And so then they're, like, working around it. And it's like, oh. but I think it is a scathing um, commentary on, um, like, biblical literism, literalism. Ooh, interesting. Because it's all these people being, like, well, I think that the the alphabet gods are telling us that we can't use Q anymore. And someone's like, maybe the glue just stopped working. Mm. And they like lose all their words. It's a very easy read because the letters get shorter and shorter as letters get outlawed. Um, Is the book written with only the letters that are left available? I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, because they're, it's like letters and then letters, like notes to each other. Oh my God. That's so interesting. I loved it. Um, okay. And I think, so, I think so it's, it's called L. Like Ella. E-L-L-E. Ella, E L L L E L L A, minnow like the fish, and okay. then P like the vegetable. By um, who? Do you know? Crap. I don't. Okay. There's only one book called Ella Minnow P, so that's probably true. Um, but highly recommend it. You can borrow my copy if you want. Yeah, um, I'd love to read it. Okay. I also recently watched a new stand-up comedy special um, called Sap by May Martin. Okay phenomenal like just wonderful and beautiful and the idea of sap is like explained at the end and it's so sweet but also i actually really want to hear your thoughts on it i mean not right now because watch you haven't it. watched it but she's like 35 and you're like almost 35 and so Pretty close. but i was relating a lot to all the things she was saying about her childhood and i was okay. like i bet danny is oh you be mentioned like this right when we got there. on the plane right like you or yeah. you just started it Mm-hmm. yeah it's fantastic it's just it's fun it's sweet it's vulnerable i thought it was a fantastic comedy special that i would highly recommend sap by may martin okay um well this has been fun this has I, been fun i kind of like this new format that we're going at like i think it helps maybe break it up a little bit i think but also i think we went longer than we ever go which i think is kind of fun so 
Um, we also talked about Ohio for a hot minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a, it was a hot minute. Um, <laughs> all right. So with that in mind, uh, I will not abandon this question. What is your word of encouragement for our people listening? Like, what do you want to send them out with? Um, I'm just like thinking about like recommendations and that idea of just like, I would just say like, and I feel like I've said this as my word of encouragement, but it's just still feeling true of just like take breaks, take care of yourself because ultimately that is like one of the most productive things you can do on mm. this journey. Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, do you want a good word of encouragement? Uh, kind of similar actually. Like, so I can easily fall in the trap of not consuming other content that isn't like just work related so Ooh. like books or whatever. And so like, even though I'm reading this book, like it feels a little bit like a respite and like uh, mm. watching like new shows and stuff like that. And so I think like, like clinging onto your just personality and humanity is important in this. Yeah. Like to, we're not just functions of what we produce. Like we should have other things that mm. are fun and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I did what you said. Okay. Uh, well, as always, thanks for listening and embrace the journey.